Hey, what's going on? So we are back with another week of the Financial Mirror, giving you the, equipping you even better to to have the the knowledge necessary to to become more financially free, more independent, uh, and a little le- and you know just getting rid of the stress that that's tied around finances nowadays. Uh, very laid back type of stream. So if this is your first one, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. Uh, more importantly, hopefully you, gr- you grab something out of this that can really help you out because uh, this is this is totally meant to be something that is useful, something that uh, maybe just gives you a, a chance to listen to someone talk about finances, to talk about uh, different different mindsets, different things that can put you in a predicament to where you're not getting to where you want to be financially. So that's what we do here. That's what this whole stream is about. Uh, and, and today's stream, right? Uh, don't be broke and unhappy together. So it's a, it's a common thing, right? And, and it's, it's, if you've heard it before, uh, it's based off of a, an old uh, comic uh, from like the 1930s or something where, where, you know, this keeping up with the Joneses thing, right? So it's this, this whole mindset around where you feel like that you have this desire that you need to keep up with others, that you have this desire and this want, uh, to, to have what others have. So, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna jump right into this. So, so I titled it, like I said, don't be broken, unhappy together. So if, if you really think about it, there's a, uh, huge, there's a huge gap in, 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 uh, realization when you start trying to keep up with others. So you realize so much that, that, that everyone, everyone wants nice things. Everyone wants to, to, you know, be the best that they can be, be successful, be wealthy, have money, whatever. Like everyone wants these things, but, uh, keeping up with the Joneses is, is, um, is, is a little bit deeper than that. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go over it. So, uh, everyone spends and splurges on, on their own occasion. So it's, it's not a, it's not weird, right? You, you know, man, I, I bought, you know, whatever that mean I'm keeping up with Jones. No, not, not technically. So, uh, keeping up with the Joneses is specifically talking about when you're spending beyond your income. Okay. So if you continue to live a life where you're spending beyond your income, you will fall into a downward unstoppable spiral of spending. Okay. So, uh, I was thinking about it as I was, I was coming up with, you know, what I was going to talk about, what I was going to, you know, really focus a stream around and maybe you've heard of it and maybe you haven't, but it's a, uh, it's called a, it's called a death spiral or a graveyard spiral or, um, uh, it has multiple names, right? But, but what it is, is this, this idea and it's used in, in aviation, airplanes, that type of thing where, where you're in this like downward spiral, right? Like you're, you're headed downwards, but you, you don't feel like it. So if you, if you, if you're curious, look it up, uh, graveyard spiral, death spiral, something along those lines, um, and you'll see it, but there, the depiction shows where you're in this downward spiral, like you're losing ground, like you're getting closer to the ground. You're about to wreck. Right. Um, and you feel like in this moment, what's so, what's so, what's so painful about it is that you feel like you're going straight. You feel like everything is normal. You feel like all is well. And then all of a sudden you realize the deeper you get into this and it starts going down, you start trying to correct it. 
And the deeper you get into this graveyard spiral, death spiral, whatever you want to call it, the harder it becomes to correct. And eventually you'll get to the point where it's almost impossible to recover from, hence the name. So uh, it, it really made me made me think about that and put, put it into a perspective of finances that, that someone could be uh, headed completely down in finances, right? And, and ultimately they feel like everything's lovely. You know, they're, they're tithing to the church. They're, they're donating to, to good causes. They're, they're doing all these things that, that they feel like, well, my finances are good. I can do all these extra things. Um, and, and they're spending, uh, obnoxiously and, you eventually can get to the point where that that you feel like you're going straight. Everything's everything in life is you're in between the you know the hashes and um, and all of a sudden you realize, holy cow! Like I'm I'm headed I'm headed on a death spiral and 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 this is gonna be hard to recover from. So um, it's it's it this this keeping up with the Joneses is what that becomes. Where where not only are you going down this terrible financial path, but, but you're, you're following someone you're, you're, you're following someone that is also, that is going down that path and you're, you're stepping right into it. So, um, this mentality, uh, where, where you, you're trying to keep up with others, uh, and it, you're trying to chase this vision of success. And, uh, it's usually involving, keeping up with your neighbors. That's where the keeping up with the Joneses comes from is this idea where the Joneses are your neighbors. Like that's your people to your living to your left and your right, right? You can put any name you want there, but keeping up, keeping up, let's break it down. Keeping up is material accumulation. You're, you're, you're buying things that you don't need that, that show like this visible sign of wealth. Um, and your neighbors can be defined as anybody that's around you. So it could be a relative, it could be friends, peers, coworkers, uh, and yeah, it could be your neighbors. So like literally dude's lawn looks better than mine. So I need to buy, you know, fancier grass so I can keep up with him, so forth and so on. Uh, but you want to keep up with people that are in the same class so that you look a little wealthier than the people in your current class. Um, and the phrase is, is, is utilized in a, in a, in a literal sense, um, because the people in your neighborhood are normally people in the same class. Like you're, you're not, you're not a middle-class individual living next door to Jeff Bezos, right? Like he's living somewhere else. So you're not trying to keep up with the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos and stuff like that. Like you're, you're not trying to keep up with those people. You're trying to keep up with the people to your left and right. And you're trying to envision your life to look like theirs if they're getting stuff that you don't have or that you want so in a realistic example of this let's say uh your coworker right shows up with a brand new iphone um and now you know you want to go get the same iphone potentially you actually want to get one better uh the thing about it is 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 that you're you didn't want a phone until you saw that they had a phone as soon as they got this brand new iphone you you wanted to go get a new iPhone or maybe it is something you had thought about, but them getting it is what triggered you to go get it or triggered you to go buy it. And it's driven almost completely out of jealousy and this instinctual competition that's built in us, right? So there's almost like this combination of just instinct and jealousy just together that makes you and drives you to go do that. So uh, there's a lot of things that have, that have happened recently, right? That, that, have made this whole keeping up with others, keeping up with the Joneses type of thing a lot easier to fall into. So you have things like targeted advertising. So you probably see um, 
you probably see like you Google, you Google, you know, uh, shower curtains and this is off the top of my head, right? I don't know why I'm thinking about shower curtains, but, uh, you, you Google shower curtains and all of a sudden you go back to your Facebook and every other ad is a shower curtain. How did Facebook know that you were wanting shower curtains? Well, it's this targeted advertising. It's this based on your search history, it can see and connect the dots on what it is that would attract you, right? Um, the same goes for it doesn't just have to be advertising to buy. It can just be this targeted where you just you want to hear, you want to listen. And, and, and social media or, or search engines, they show you things that it thinks that you want. It's just learned behavior of, of technology. And, uh, another one, like people you follow. So like people follow celebrities on social media. People follow uh, uh, people, you know, like maybe I follow Jeff Bezos on Twitter or something. And Jeff Bezos posts this you know, whatever, like, you know, you can envy that you could want that. And it's way outside of your, 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 your means or your, the reasonable life that you, that you need to be living. But, uh, those social media following, so who do you follow and what they post in and this, this most of the time, and I say most of the time fake, this literal fake life that they live, uh, where they, they're posting, you know, these miraculous things and, you know, pictures of them photoshopped on a beach and they live, you know, in the middle of a forest. Like, I don't know, like I'm making this stuff up, but, um, there is literally like this fake life, like this, this, like social media is such a corrupt thing in a sense that it is, it's great. It has so many great benefits, but, but when it starts to drive you to want things that, and desire these things that, that people are posting. And I use the term wealth signals, like things that, that they, that signal that they are wealthy and they're, they're not, they're most likely, I'm not gonna say they're not, but they're most likely not wealthy. Um, because, because in reality and in, in, in today's culture, those wealth signals are these, or is when owners are possessing these items that show or signify that they are wealthy or they're powerful or that they have some kind of higher social status because they drive this car or whatever. And, um, there's, they're going to, these things are going to show up everywhere. And subconsciously, uh, you want to be able to display those things as well. Subconsciously, you're telling yourself, uh, you want to be able to, you know, drive this nice car or whatever. And, and it's, it's created this cycle of unnecessary material consumption. So, uh, hopefully that's, hopefully that's not you. Hopefully that's not, uh, what you're, what you're going after. Because if it is, it's, it's, it's going to create this mentality of overspending, um, it's going to create this mentality of, of, of wanting something that you can't have always. You're always going to be, uh, wanting something that you can't have. And, and that's, that's where, that's where this, this whole ball game of, um, of, you know, like, really wanting to keep up with others comes from is, is when that happens. So, uh, recently I, I did some, I did some research around it. Um, and it, it looks a lot like that this overspending or keeping up mentality is actually tied closer to more of a, a psychology instinct, right? Instead of a, a lack of financial skills, which is interesting to think about that it's that it's psychological like you you wanting to keep up is not not because you you really and truly want to see these things but um just that, that what people are buying is, is tied more to how you the identity that you want like so you have this identity in mind and and you want this certain identity um 
and this could be, you know, a self-esteem driven thing, or it could be developed over time. Like it's a, it's a, it's a thing where, where it's, it's, it's starting to look more like overspending is actually tied more to a psychological uh, type of thing than actually in, in it, it manifest into a, a money problem. So it starts out as just something, you know, like maybe you have a, a lower self-esteem. And so you buy these things of, and it makes you feel like you're more valuable or you, you know, that you're of a higher status or, or whatever. And, and that's what manifests into the money problem. But it all stemmed from your lack of self-esteem. You know, your lower self-esteem led you, you know, the, the, the psycho- psychology of that led you to a money problem. So uh, it's an interesting thing if you ever, you know, ever are, are looking into it or you ever are um, seeing something like that. That's a um, that's a clear indicator of of that you you could be in this keeping up mentality or you could be in this idea of of needing to to keep up with others and whatnot so uh very very important that you know that you you begin to to identify those things yourself that you begin to identify um those those type of traits those type of behaviors up front and ahead of time because ultimately that's what that's what's going to help help drive a lot of this so um with that uh, we're determined to not let that be you we're determined to not let that be you Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor, obviously, is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast, and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So, um... This is a great segue into um, into this whole mindset of of keeping up with others. So so let's get right to it. So everyone, so the the big picture I want to bring up right here is that everybody in this whole entire world, uh, in some capacity. They want to be happy and successful. So you can define those however you see fit. I don't know how you define success. I don't know how you define happy. But whatever it means to you, that's what you want. So so if success and happy has a money-related concept in your definition, why on earth would keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with others, trigger you or, or make you want these things when most of the Joneses are broke. So I, I looked up top debt totals and this is, you know, in America, this is what we're looking at or, um, mortgages, $8.69 trillion in debt, auto loans, 1.19 trillion in debt, 
student loans, $1.34 trillion in debt, credit cards, $784 billion in debt. And those numbers, a lot of trillions and billions of dollars are tied into the representation of the Joneses. Okay. So all of those things represent the Joneses. So if you're looking at that nice car, there's a nice price tag or auto loan that goes with it. If you're looking at that house, there's a nice mortgage that goes with it. And it's going to tie you right back into the statistic of being a Jones, right? And, and so, so when you're looking at, when you're looking at homes, when you're looking at cars, when you're looking at what, when you're thinking about them from a sense of, of, of affordability, versus what is somebody going to think if I buy this car? How are people going to look at me when I buy this car? How are people going to judge me when I buy this house? Um, that's the issue. That's the problem. When you start to ask yourself, like subconsciously, you're like, well, if I buy this house, this house isn't as nice. So if I buy this one, like people are going to look at me funny. People are going to judge me because I don't have a house as nice as theirs. Like, what does it matter? Well, it doesn't matter. I don't have a car as nice as that, you know, car that my friend drives. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. Um, so, and and let me, let's be clear. Being a Jones and keeping up with Joneses doesn't have an inco- income limit. Like, there is no like, well, after I reach a certain income, like, I'll never have to keep up with anybody, you know, because because my income will be, you know, my wealth signal or whatever. That's not true. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, the CEO of Twitter, like Jack Dorsey and the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, they, I'm sure they have temptations from others that, you know, like, like, it's, you know, Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg owns, owns like, you know, a huge part of, of uh, one of the Hawaiian islands, uh, Kauai. So, so if, if, uh, I think it's Kauai, but if, if, um, you know, he has this big property, you know, who's to say that Jack Dorsey doesn't want to go buy that now? Like nobody, nobody says, you know, what, what anybody is tempted by. Um, but you, and you'd be happily wrong. I'm not saying that they, they fall for the Jones mentality. Um, I'm not saying that Jack Dorsey is going and buying part of another Hawaii, Hawaii Island, uh, in, in the Hawaii, in the Island chain. But, it's, it's this mentality. It's just this mental limitation that um, uh, if, if you, you know, that, that you think you need to keep up with others. So uh, I know you want to say it. Yeah. You know, but Mark Zuckerberg, man, that dude's rich. He's, he's, you know, got all this money and, and he has the money, he has money to get anything he wants. Okay. So say that. So that's fine. Like that is a truthful statement. Um, but they have all this money, but do they buy everything they want? Right. Uh, well, well, no, because if that was the case, if we looked at, you know, across the board of people that have a lot of money, we would run across, you know, washed up NFL players that spend all of their money and they have nothing to show for their time, you know, making millions of dollars. They didn't build wealth. They had high income and no wealth. Or you can look at lottery winners. Huge example of people that end up with a lot of money. And then they file for bankruptcy because they haven't built wealth. They had income. They had money. They had that asset, but they didn't build wealth with it. So it runs out. Right. So, so where are we wrong? Um, 
I think I think this is the the hardest part to to jump on because because where are we wrong in this? We want to be happy, yes. Uh, we want to have more money, yes. We want to feel accomplished, yes. Uh, the problem with all of this, the problem is that people will continue to live this like superficial representation of of this idea that money can buy happiness and success and all this. Like it's very superficial. Um, and, and being physically being able to achieve financial freedom and perhaps like retire early, if that's something that you're interested in, uh, all those things require you as an individual to realize what's important to you, right? It doesn't matter what your neighbors think. It doesn't matter what your friends think. It doesn't matter what your coworkers think. It does not matter because, um, it, it, it's, it's literally a thing where, where, People have a desire and they want things, they desire things. Once they get it, they realize they didn't want it as much. So so stop comparing yourself with the Joneses because you know so many Americans are so overburdened with debt. Because uh, they thought I could just buy these material things and I'll be happy, and and then that's not that's not the way forward. That's not the path to success. It's not the path to wealth, and it's definitely not the path to happiness. I promise you. So stop buying the things you don't need to impress people you don't like with money you don't have. That's a common quote that um, I don't know who said it. I've, you see it everywhere. But stop buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like with money you don't have. So. Uh, you don't have the money to buy the car. Don't buy the car because you don't need the car because the people that you don't even like that you're trying to impress, they're not even going to care about the car. So it, it, like, why buy the car? Like, If your only driving factor is you know, that I need to show off this new car, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your new car. Congratulations. You got a new car. I'm happy for you. Hopefully it's a very safe and reliable car. Um, and you're going to tell somebody about it. You're going to be happy about that new car you got. You're going to be happy about all the things that you're, you're buying. And uh, everyone else is going to say, you know, that's great. Like, I think that's nice. And they're going to move on with their life. And they're really not going to care that much, I promise you. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hurtful truth. It's just something that, you know, that, that has to be said. I'll be the one to say it to you because it's, 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 it is. It's, it's hard, it's hard to, to realize that. Not as many people care about the things you buy as you do. And when you buy things and you want others to to look at you differently because you have these things, it's just not a truthful statement. It's not going to happen that way. So, so what can you do? So this is what we all probably are. If you're watching this and you're watched it this far, um, you're probably like, well, what can I do? What can I do to, to not fall in this trap? Or if I'm in this, this uh, graveyard spiral, what do I do to get out of it? So first things first. Um, a great, great book to indulge yourself in. I'm going to say indulge because you can read or listen to this audiobook, or whatever, uh, millionaire next door. And you, if you, it's a very commonly recommended book by so many people. And the reason is because you learn in that book that most people that have a big house that have that really super nice car that have extremely high they're high income earners, right? They're really not rich. Okay, so I'm gonna say it again. They have the big house, they have the really nice brand new car, and they earn super high incomes, and they're just not rich. Because what defines rich or being wealthy is not income, cars and houses. 
it, it, most, it, you can look this up. Most people that end up becoming millionaires never actually even made over a six figure income. Okay. A lot, a lot. Now, do you get there faster with more income? Yes. And that's the driving force. The driving factor behind increasing your income is because it, it expedites that process of building wealth, but it does not mean that, that, you know, that you, you can't become wealthy because you don't make a lot of money, right? You have to, you, you can't be wealthy if you don't make a lot of money, but you live like you make a lot of money, you will never be wealthy. Okay. So this is a simple fact, just basic, basic math will show you, you cannot live a life of, of high income, not having a high income and be able to build wealth. You're going in the wrong direction. So, uh, a, a, a fine example, a fine example, and and it's it is a part of the Millionaire Store, and I won't ruin the whole book because there's a ton of good information there. But a part of that book, the guy, uh, they hired you know ten millionaires to to interview you know whatever, and um, this guy you know he was a fill in because one of the millionaires backed out, and he walks in and he's he's got this really nice watch and you know very fancy suit or whatever and. I'm, I'm improv in this whole thing, but, but pretty much he walks in and they didn't tell him that, that everybody in the room was millionaires, right? He was a, he was a millionaire, uh, but they didn't tell him, him that everyone else in the room were millionaires. There was nine other millionaires in the room and he walked in with a really nice watch and the suit and he looked around and, and as they asked questions, you know, he was, you know, chest bowed out, you know, he's, you know, he's living life, you know, I'm a millionaire, you know, I'm, I'm better than you is, is the, is the persona that he portrayed. Cause he's looking at all these cats and, you know, he looks very much more wealthy than these guys. His gold watch is, you know, you know, tons of money is, is suit is worth tons of money. And he's looking around at all these people and, and, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're peasants to him because they, you know, they don't, they don't dress nice. They don't have all this stuff. And, and yeah, you, you know where I'm going with this, you know, exactly where I'm going with this because, because it's, it's this it's the realistic thing is that that your material possessions does not make you rich your material possessions do not make you wealthy so after getting asked all these questions this guy he ends up you know he ends up realizing that he his his uh net worth is way lower than these other guys you know he's got this fancy watch and suit but but his net worth how much he physically the wealth that he's actually built is way less than those other guys in the room. So that's just a, a simple example of how, um, of how like what you have, those material things that you have are, are not, are not what's going to carry you out. It's not going to help you build that legacy, uh, that you want in life. So, so I'm going to quickly, there's four things that I want to touch on of, of what keeps people from, from building wealth. And hopefully you can identify with one of these, um, four quick things hit on these real quick. And, and I truly, I truly want, uh, want to say that, that it's a, it's a, it's a thing where, where if you, if you, if you'll hit, if you'll remember these four things, keep these four things in mind, you will happily see that your life will get better. You will happily see that everything will be a, a lot, a lot more easier to control. So following reasons, people don't build wealth. Here we go. First, they prioritize their spending over getting rich or i.e. building wealth. I use the two interchangeably, uh, getting rich, building wealth, getting rich to some means higher income. It's not what it means to me. Getting rich is, is building that wealth that, you know, so 
So this brings the keeping up with the Joneses for this person. So if you're prioritizing your spending over building your wealth, uh, you're, you're headed down the wrong, wrong path. So if you follow someone that's influencing you on social media because you really want to f- have the things they have, please do yourself a favor, unfollow them. Don't watch it. Don't look at it. If it's constantly ins- aspiring you to want to be just like them and buy the things they have, please unfollow them. Do yourself a favor. Get control of your spending through a budget. Start building that wealth. Prioritize that spending in a sense to where I'm, I'm making these things a priority, but they're all building upon that wealth that I'm trying to achieve because you've got to prioritize the goal of building wealth for your family and that legacy versus trying to, to get every new nice thing that releases. Every year, something new is going to replace what was new last year, right? Every six months, something's replacing what was new, right? Six months ago. So Start prioritizing that goal of building wealth for your family and that legacy um, instead of just trying to buy new things. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Uh, The other reason people don't don't build wealth is that they have this mentality that good things can't happen to them. They have this mentality where I'm I'm in this place or I'm in right now and and good things can't happen to me. So uh, in the words of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., tomorrow's MLK Day. and so I'm, I'm using a quote that he that he put out one one time. You can kill the dreamer, but you can't kill the dream. So if you think that things can't happen to you, you are sadly mistaken because dreams and aspirations have power. You just have to believe in them. If you're saying that I really want to do X, Y, Z, but you don't truly believe it, you will not get there. If you will buy in and you'll just do it. I promise you those dreams, and those aspirations, that will be the fuel you need to get there. You just have to believe them. You have to believe those things. You can kill the dreamer. You can't kill the dream. And the reason is because the dreamer is not the one with the powers, the dream that's going to continue. The dream has the power to get there. So, so you as the dreamer have to believe fully in that dream and you'll get there. I promise you. Be patient. Patience is a reason that people don't get wealthy. Patience is a reason that people can't build wealth because building wealth takes time. So most are not willing to wait the six to 10 years to enjoy all the nice things affordably, right? Uh, they're, they're too old to start saving is what uh, you hear people say. They're not patient because they're too old now to start saving. I should have started in my 20s or my 30s or my, even my 40s and it's too late now. Why, why, why would I start saving now? Um, something else that people do and and living on credit constantly adding new lines of credit debt is just over consuming their life they can't they feel they can't really get out because every time they get they get rid of one debt they're they're moving on to another so they feel they can't get out of this so uh that's that's a couple of things that 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 you see you're constantly seeing with people uh when they're in debt so uh is is it is this never-ending cycle of i can't get out so uh, really quick, I want to I want to move over to this retirement calculator. Hopefully, everybody sees this. But uh, this is on PlayingWithFire.co, which is a uh, fire is a is a is a it's pretty much a, a financial movement type of thing. Financial independence, retire early is is and this is a PlayingWithFire.co is a great resource if you're if you're ever interested in learning more about the fire movement. I'll do a video on it. Um, I stream on it one day in the future, but. Um, this fire retirement calculator, I thought it was really nice because what it does is it's, it sort of shows you when you can expect 
to achieve financial independence. And what that means is that you're able to live on the money, uh, on the, on the, on the, uh, return that the rate of return, which your, your money is, is, is built. So let's say you, um, like I'll pull, I'll pull up a, a calculator so you can see. So let's say you have $500,000, right? And, and you, the average rate of return is for, for your money is, is 8%. What that means is that you now have a $40,000 annual income because you're not eating into your 500,000. You're only living off the 8% return it's doing. So the next year, if you lived on the 40,000, you would still have 500,000 because this year, this is now 540,000, right? You see what I'm saying? So let's make that, you know, if I did, a, if I did a million dollars, you know, that's $80,000 income for whatever. So let's say you can get a 13% on $750,000 you'd have a 97,500. Anyways, you see what I'm saying? So the idea behind financial independence is where you end up saying my money is, is grown enough that I can live on the rate of return only. And this year, like, like a lot have, have, you know, their rate of return may have been lower or higher. I've, I've seen a lot of people that had a higher rate of return this year, which is, which is amazing, right? Uh, during the COVID and all that kind of stuff. But if you just let's just stick to five hundred thousand. If you're able to do that and get you know a thirteen percent return, sixty five thousand dollars a year income. So so that that's what financial independence is, is where you have this brokerage account that has a certain rate of return that you can you can almost expect. Not nothing is is for sure, but you can almost expect. So anyways, that's what this is doing. This is showing you how much do you need, how much of that amount do you need to get to, and how long is it going to take you to get there at your current rate of of uh of investing so so right here we'll start out with i'm 28 so we'll put 28 in here um, just for for giggles we're just going to make up numbers here so household income we're going to do an individual so fifty thousand dollars is what we're going to say uh, annual expenses we're going to say that the average person with a fifty thousand dollar income fifty thousand dollar annual income 22 percent uh, sorry. So, so this, I'm just doing this on top of my head. So $44,000 is going to be our, our net, right? If we do that at a 30%, uh, if you watched a previous episode about the 50, 30, 20, we're going to do 30%, um, uh, household, right? So household is going to be 30%. Um, yep. 30%. We're going to, we'll do 50, 44, and we'll do uh, we're gonna do it. We'll do a thirty. We'll do a twenty percent savings rate. Okay, so eight thousand eight hundred. So annual expenses. We'll do thirty five thousand two hundred, roughly. Granted, I am gonna tell you that uh, that's not what I would recommend. I'm just basing this off like a fifty thirty twenty type of thing. Uh, so you can see, so we're going to do a $35,200 uh, $35, annual expenses. Uh, we're going to have to lower that to, to get this our years down. But anyways, current net worth. So um, let's say you have $10,000 in a current brokerage account. That's our starting point. All right. So cash is negative three, right? So let's, I'm just going to look up average stock returns. 2020 uh, Yahoo get away from me average stock market return 2020 
S&P 8.94. So we can bump this up to 8.94 or 8.9. Oh, snap. What happened? I lost it. I lost my thing, man. Sorry. All right. It's 35. So 28. Then we had 50,000. And then we had 32,500, I think is what it was. Current net worth, we did 10,000. Stock return, we're gonna do, we'll just do 9% for giggles, okay? And average bond return, uh, forecast 2.7-ish. So yeah, so we'll just roll that up to three and then cash always is going to be less than so 20 years. So by age 48, I'd be completely financially independent at this at this level. Right. Um, so what it's trying to get me to is the 4%. So uh, roughly at this point, I'd have a portfolio of about $877,000. Okay, so that's what that's what this is doing. So if we if we shifted that and we lived and we saved, let's say, half of our money, right? We got to a 50% savings rate. That would drop us to $22,000 in annual expenses. We would cut that to 12 years by age 40 because what that's banking on is now we only need a portfolio of 608,000. So anyways, go play with this calculator, plug some numbers and figure out what you need to get your annual expenses to and how much you need to be able to invest because what this is saying is 50,000 that, that annually they're saving 56%, $28,000 a year. So we got to get that, get this percentage up, this annual savings percentage up, figure out what your uh, savings goals is so that you can become financially independent. All right. So finally, so what I want to leave you with, um, I want to leave you with a couple things, right, that, that have really... Uh, first off, you've got to save. You've got to save. You've got to. You've got to nip it in the bud. That that spending habit that you're doing. You got to cut that. Okay. So first off, I'm gonna leave you with a couple of things. Four quick points. Take the pressure off yourself. So if your goal is to be happy, keeping up with others is not gonna get you there. Okay. So take that pressure off yourself. You don't. You don't. It doesn't matter what people think of you. Okay. That's just. That's just life 101. Focus on yourself, focus on your goals, focus on your dreams and chase those. You're no, everyone has their own goals. Everyone has their own dreams. Everyone has all these things. The people that spend all of their waking days trying to keep up with everyone that's to their left and to their right, they will fall short of their goals and dreams or they will have to pick and choose which goals and dreams they achieve. So figure out your goals and dreams and chase those. Put all of your effort into achieving those dreams and those goals, okay? In the end, I I will you can hold me to this. You will be light years ahead of all of those people that that were that you were looking at thinking that they were just all great and had all these wealth signals and all that. You will be light years ahead of those people, okay? So that's number 1. Second thing, Buying things that satisfy you make you happy in the short term. So if I buy something, like I want a new computer, you know, I'd love to build another computer, but um, 
I don't really need it. So why buy it? I don't, I don't need to buy it. So if I bought it, I would, I'd be so ecstatic. And you know, like, like, you know, for, for a couple of days, I'd be so ecstatic. And then the second that I continue to think like, man, that computer cost me $2,000 to build and mine was just fine the way it was. I will quickly regret that purchase or I'll, I'll have that. And then I'll want to buy something else because now I need a new monitor to go with it. Or now I need, you know, this, this lifestyle, such a vicious lifestyle to live. So if you buy things that make you happy, um, it's better to spend that money on experiences. You'll, you can read that anywhere that you can buy happiness, but the happiness doesn't come in the form of buying, uh, uh, things. It doesn't come in the form of buying material things. So, Stop spending your money on the material things that you think you want. There's this uh, great strategy out there. It's called a 30-day strategy where you write something down. Uh, let's say, let's say I want a new computer. I write it a computer. I write down I want a new computer on a on a fridge on a note. I mean a note on the fridge or something, right? Uh, in, in 30 days, I come back and look at it. I don't dread on it. I don't, you know, whatever. I just write it down. And in 30 days, I come back and look at it. And if in 30 days I still want it just as bad as I did that day. I buy it. I, I absolutely need it at that point. It's been 30 days. And I still want it. So I'll buy it. Uh, so, so if that's something that that's, would help you try it, but, uh, I promise you, if you'll save your money and invest your money into happiness, things like experiences, like a vacation, like, a like, a you want to go, I don't want to go skydiving, but if you want to go skydiving and that's something you want to do, save up, buy that. That's something that you can think about and talk about forever. Nobody cares that you got a new computer. Nobody cares if I get a new computer. They really don't. Uh, I'll tell them about it and they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And life moves on. Nobody really cares. If I got to talk to somebody about skydiving and I can relate to someone that, that went skydiving and I can I can think about it, I can relive that in my head over and over again. Um, that's something that you can, that's satisfying. Like you enjoyed it. You, you know, it was great. Like I said, I wouldn't skydive, but you know, if you if that's something you're into, um, you, you you know, get things that, that, that will, will, will be that experience but but let's say like you you're saving up for it and you have this desire right this dream this aspiration to go do whatever i want to go to australia or whatever and and you save for it and you start cutting all those other things because you're you have a goal and a dream of going to australia you start to realize you start not spending on things that you were spending your money on because you have this desire right so focus on that uh thirdly can't say it enough Building wealth takes time. It's not a quick thing. So, so don't try to make it quick. Don't look up, don't Google, you know, like get rich quick schemes. Like they don't work. They will not work. Don't get into some, some multi-level marketing thing. You know, like, like just because everyone shows you this luxurious lifestyle, don't get into Forex, foreign exchange. Like just don't jump in. To be honest with you, don't even get into like buying stocks because somebody else, you know, that's one, you know, Fifty thousand dollars in stock market, like it's not quick. If you hear someone had great success, there's something that they're doing, or something that they have been doing. This could have been a, a five year long process of playing in the stock market, and, and don't ask them how much they lost because they'll probably tell you a million. You know, like like like, don't look at it from a from an outside view and say this is something that I can get rich quick doing because it's not true. It's simply not true. So don't try to make it quick. Because during that process of building wealth, you're going to learn so much. 
you're going to you're going to experience things you're going to do things and those are valuable lessons in wealth building and you will be able to pass those down from generation to generation to your kids to your spouse to whomever that you can share that knowledge with of something that you experienced so so don't 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 come up short on that and then uh finally um a quote by Warren Buffett and I wanted to leave you with this because it really means so much into this keeping up with the Joneses mentality is that if you buy things you don't need, you will soon be selling all the things that you do need. And so if that doesn't touch you like that, that's the part that, that truthfully matters. So when you start buying those really nice houses, you start buying those really nice cars that you can't afford What's going to end up happening is you're going to file bankruptcy and you're going to lose all of it. You're going to lose all of it. So it really doesn't matter what people think. It really doesn't matter what people think of what you drive. It really doesn't matter what people think of what you wear. It really doesn't matter what people, like it really doesn't matter. You have your life to live. Everyone has their life to live. Make sure that you're choosing a life that's growing your, your wealth, growing your financial freedom in a sense that you don't have to worry about money like money is something that you manage we manage our money right we budget our money we do we do we do that like we're in control of our money but we're not worried about our money okay so um thank y'all thank everyone that listened uh if you're if you're listening to this on on podcast uh, later on after the live stream please uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and, and and subscribe to the podcast. You see all the latest episodes. But uh, if not, uh, hopefully sometime you can you can enjoy a live stream Sunday, uh, every Sunday at at 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. Uh, currently, we're four hours behind Central, so that's 5 p.m. Central and five hours behind Eastern, so 6 p.m. Eastern. So. Uh, with that, I appreciate everyone that's watching. I appreciate everyone that is uh, tuning in, whether, like I said, via the podcast or via the live stream. Uh, truly appreciate it. Uh, it's great to finally be kicking off this 2021. Uh, and let's make 2021 better, better than 2020. All right. So with that, if you if you've missed your January budget, get on the January budget. Uh, and take a look around. Take a look around at how your 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 habits and uh, make sure that the habits that you're choosing are are, are in, pushing towards that wealth building. So with that, uh, appreciate everyone for watching. Until next week, peace.